lovely sparklers, or listeners hoping to ignite your spark, it's me, Kim Duff-Selby, your host of Ignite Your Spark, the podcast. My guest today is going to light your soul on fire. Her name is Sydney Weiss. And although we are decades apart in age, our message and mission to and in the world is in total alignment. Sydney's really cool. And one of the younger generation from whom I have already learned a lot. Sydney is a lawyer and what I would call a veteran podcast host because she has been the executive producer and host of her podcast called Seek the Joy Podcast since 2017. So Sydney's greatest mission is to uplift and empower others to find their authentic voice encourage them to step into their vulnerability and courage, all to seek their joy and bring about a better world. Well, that's perfect. Thank you, Sydney. Thank you. What an intro. I'm so excited to be here. So happy to talk to you. Thanks for having me. Of course. I love listening to your podcast. And I think Mm -hmm. that when people listen to this, they will hear your voice in my review of your podcast, I said, oh, it's my new, she's my new best friend. I just love listening to her because I feel like your voice is so soothing, first of all, mm. beautiful. It's like you're just talking to me, aren't you, right, in, in your podcast? I mean, that's the hope, right? I, I think, wow, that's such a huge compliment. And, and I don't know if I shared this with you, but I was always somebody that was really – um, embarrassed by my voice. I wasn't someone that owned my voice. And it wasn't until I started Seek the Joy that I really, I really felt like I owned my voice. I was co- more confident in it. And la- and I stepped away from that sense of maybe embarrassment or, or fear. So whenever someone compliments me on my voice, uh, it's a very special thing. So I really, I really appreciate that and take that in. So thank you. You know, that's interesting because I know that we are in alignment in so many ways and we have a lot of the same beliefs and views on life, even Mm -hmm. though, as I mentioned, we are decades apart in age. But I think that when you are speaking your truth and Mm -hmm. when you have found your soul calling, that's when your voice truly booms. And I don't mean boom in a big way, but it comes through and you are clearly doing that. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, assume you agree with me. <laughs> I do. And I think what you said is is really so powerful. And I, and I think it's a message we all need to hear of when you step into doing something that really lights you up. You, I think you're just connected to your soul in a very different way because it allows you to fully show up as who you are. And I think I think finding those things and then holding on to them and then continuing to choose them is a journey in and of itself. And so for me, stepping into my authentic voice happened through the podcast, through having conversations, through meeting new people, through exploring topics that were of interest in, uh, to me, but also things that I was just brand new and, and learning about. And it's interesting, sitting here with you, I feel more like myself than I have all day. And I think it's a testament to when you're doing what you're supposed to do, being with people you're supposed to be with, the energy, how you feel in your body, the way your voice presents itself, it all shifts, I think, totally, totally for the better. So it's an interesting, it's very interesting, isn't it? How it's an evolution. It, I, I find it to be so cool. 
It is. And I feel the same way when I, you know, I'm sitting here talking with you as if we're old friends. And but we are. We are. I've decided we are. Okay. I like that. Yay. <laughs> but I, I honestly, I said this to you before we started. I don't know how you do it all because you're a lawyer and you have this very successful podcast, two podcasts. Are you still doing the second one podcast? I am. I am right. Yeah. And I know how much time it takes to edit a podcast and promote it. And you write a newsletter. You're amazing. Okay. Mm -hmm. I bow down to you. So that's oh, all you're I have to so say to nice. That. <laughs> you're so kind. You know, it's interesting. I I think it's the first thing I said to you when we got on Zoom was I had this revelation today that I am just trying to do too much. But the thing is, is I love doing it. Like I love working on Seek the Joy. And through Seek the Joy has come so many other beautiful things. So my podcast is an interview style podcast. And I sit down with somebody new every week and we talk about who they are and their joys and their passion and their inspiration. But then I started to get all these emails and people reaching out saying, hey, I want to be part of it, but I don't want to be on the podcast with you. So for me, it was like, oh, people wanted to be part of the energy of the show. And so I started a blog series called Joy Corner, where I feature two people on that every week. And then a sister podcast that you mentioned, um, Stories of Inspiring Joy, which came from a series on the show called The Power of Storytelling, which I just retired in December 2020. But the premise of Stories of Inspiring Joy is come on, share who you are, 10 to 15 minute audio clip your story, what you've overcome, a lesson that you've learned, something of inspiration that you want to share. So I do that too. And, and two episodes go live on that podcast every week. And so I feel like, yeah, I do too much, but I do it because I love it. And it really brings me joy and it excites me and it lights my fire and it keeps mm -hmm. me going. And I'm also a lawyer in addition to it. So yeah, I mean, I wish I had like the magic sauce I could like pass around and say, this is how I do it all. But I, I don't know how, um, other than it just it just makes me so happy and I just continue to do it. I don't know. I, I, I it's, it's one of those things. Well, as I say here, it ignites your spark. And when yes. you find what ignites your spark, you do more of it and yeah. you share it. And that's what you are doing. I'm all about igniting our spark so we can share it with others and inspiring yeah. others to do the same, which is exactly what you're doing with mm. Seek the Joy. But first, why did you start podcasting? How? What? What started this? It's such a good question because for me, my whole life was like very academic, like very much in school. I've always been, I think people see me often as being very serious and I'm not the most serious person, but I often present myself that way. And so I was always in the world of academics and everything I did throughout my whole life was to prepare me to go to law school because I was someone who at 12 just decided I'm going to go to law school. I told everybody. No one really understood why. I didn't really know why at the time, but it was just a decision I made. Um, and so when I was graduating from law school in May 2016, um, I had some like a slew of health issues kind of come up about a month or so I, before I graduated. Um, I had shingles at 25. I know your face right now. I, just so everyone knows your mouth dropped. It uh, dropped was, at, at it was, 25. That's it horrible. was uncomfortable. And you see all these commercials about it something that you experience over the age of 60. And so I was like, all right, I have shingles. So then I graduate from law school. I studied for the California bar, which at the time was a three day thing, a three day exam. And came out of that experience sicker emotionally and physically than I had ever been in my whole life. A month later, I had um, my appendix removed and then it just continued. And it all culminated in 
November of 2016 when I found out that I didn't pass the California bar exam. And I had based who I was, how I saw myself in the world. Everything was on the external, how I defined success. Um, And everything kind of came crashing down. So shingles should have been the wake up call of, (laughs) hey, you're, you know, moving too quickly. You're not aligned with who you are and what it is you're here to do. Um, You're stressed and, you know, eating poorly and all the things, but it wasn't, I, I didn't get it. Uh, and then the appendix should have been the next thing. I didn't get it. And I really understood when I didn't pass the bar. And so I went through this sort of nine month metamorphosis without really realizing what I was doing, sat for the bar the second time in, um, July of 2017. And by the time I came out of that experience, I was a totally different person. The way I felt about my, my, the way I felt about myself in the world had shifted. I was kinder to myself. This negative self-talk I had carried with me my whole life had transformed. I mean, just so many things. And I realized I want to connect with other people who had similar stories or experiences. And I felt this really strong pull to start a podcast. I was listening to like 10 or 15 shows every week. It was like my bread and butter, my go-to. And I thought, well, I can figure this out, maybe. Um, And I did. And in two weeks, I launched the podcast, figured out the name, the whole thing. And we were just, I just have been kind of off to the races with it ever since. Um, I ended up passing the bar. I always forget to tell that part. (laughs) Um, I ended up passing the bar the second time. I became a lawyer. Um, And so the podcast has been with me on this journey over the last three and a half years. And I'm, I'm so grateful for it because it's helped me understand myself better. It's helped me to, um, like you said, at the beginning of our conversation, step more fully into my authentic voice. Um, and, and it was really just born out of a desire for connection and a desire for community. So that's how I got into podcasting, uh, a little unconventional, but you know, I love it. I'm, I, I wouldn't trade the journey for anything. Well, I think anybody who is into podcasting other than being a famous star or actor gets into it with their own story. Mm -hmm. And generally it is to share something or at least the genuine people. I feel Mm -hmm. that they just feel called to do it. So you've only been a practicing attorney for what, four years now or five? It'll It'll be four years in December. Yeah. So not that long. So not that long. Have you found that the podcast helps you be a better lawyer. I don't know what I, I do know, but let's tell people what kind of a lawyer you are. <laughs> yeah, too. yeah I, I work in entertainment, um, specifically in scripted television. And I have found that the podcast has actually really helped me in a way that maybe is surprising, but maybe not surprising either. For me, it's my creative outlet. For me, it's my opportunity to uh, explore my own creativity, whether that be through the way in which I orchestrate or have a conversation, ask questions, maybe in a little bit of a different way, create graphics. I mean, all the things that that I don't do in my day-to-day as a lawyer. Um, It's helped me refine my voice. It's helped me gain more confidence. Um, I think that confidence has translated into my work um, as a lawyer. I, I think I couldn't have one without the other. They both have just sort of exist simultaneously. And so I've played off of, you know, the the, the traits or the skills that you need uh, to be a, a good lawyer in my field. I think I've applied that to the podcast and, and vice versa. So yeah, it, it's been instrumental. Yeah, it obviously was meant to be. It's that creating Mm. the job, the paying job, along with creating the passion project, Mm. which probably has them going on the same path. 
Yeah. Are, do you enjoy being a lawyer? I guess you have to say that because your coworkers might listen. <laughs> they might. They it. might. You know, oh I'm, really, I'm really lucky because the people I work with are so supportive of me as a person and so supportive of my my interests and my passions in the podcasting space. So I have no doubt somebody, one of them will listen to this. <laughs> um, but you know what? Some days I like being a lawyer and some days, some days I don't. And I think that's normal. I think we have days with whatever we're doing, right? Where some days we're like, oh, this is the best thing ever, ever. And then other days we're like, oh my God, why am I doing this? So I think it every day is different, but I have learned so much in such a short period of time from being a lawyer. But what something I have learned that I think is really interesting is when I shared with you at 12, you know, I, I said I wanted to be a lawyer. And I think what I really wanted to be was an advocate. I think I really wanted to be an advocate for myself and an advocate for others. And the best way I knew how to do that, the only examples I had at 12 was, okay, be a lawyer. But as I've grown up, and it's interesting because when I originally went to law school, I wanted to be a prosecutor. Now that is the last thing I would ever want to do. So being an advocate, I think in 2021, looks very different from what being an advocate looked like 18 years ago. You can be an advocate through storytelling. You can be an advocate through creating compassionate, empathetic spaces for people to fully show up as who they are. And that's what I'm doing with Seek the Joy. And so at the core, I think I wanted to be an advocate, but I didn't know any other way to, to do it or to be it. Um, and so now at 30, I realize, okay, there's a different way to do it. And maybe that way is more authentic to me and more aligned with me. So it, it's been an interesting journey, but you're right. It, everything has existed in two lanes simultaneously. And I couldn't have one. I mean, I really couldn't have one without the other because I don't know if I would have started the podcast if I didn't go through that journey with the bar exam and with my health and everything else in between. So yeah, I think you're so spot on. Love those wake-up calls, huh? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Now, was there – I mean, at 12, I knew what a lawyer was because my father was one. Mm -hmm. And he was always, do not be a lawyer. You do not want to be a lawyer. <laughs> he, he was a criminal attorney. And, yeah. you know, I think he saw what he had to deal with, knowing that I might have been inclined to follow in his footsteps only mm -hmm. because I was very theatrical and I enjoyed speaking in front of people and trying to convince them. <laughs> to be mm -hmm. one way or another. Mm -hmm. Did you grow up, was anyone in your family an attorney? My aunt is a lawyer. Um, she works in entertainment. She works in music. And I have a great uncle who is also a lawyer. It's so funny because when I was in law school, we used to mumble under our breath as people <laughs> would walk by, don't do it. <laughs> like if you were on a tour, like one of my best friends from law school, we would be in the library studying and we would kind of just go, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> so I get it. I get it. I think that's a universal truth among lawyers and law students of don't do it once you get in because the amount of work and the stress and the pressure of it all, I think is, is really enormous. But then there are people where this is their true love and their true calling. And I think with anything, you realize the love and the passion for it. Um, so I had two examples of lawyers growing up, very different paths that they both were on. But I think there was a sense of like a glamorousness. Is that a word? I don't yeah, know it's good. It's a word. We're going to use it. Okay, we're going to use it. But like, like you, it. You, it, there's sort of um, like you look at someone in a space or in a career like that, I think, especially when you're super young, you're like, wow, this looks glamorous or something I would really like to do, or it seems legit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it seems like yeah. this is something I would want to do. So I think at 12, I was just all well, kinds of naive, but that's okay. You know, it's you, okay. Learn. you learn. I mean, 
And you're still quite young. So I feel like the background you have in law is something that's going to serve oh, you sure. well in whatever yeah, path your life takes, because I'm very excited to follow what mm. path you take. Mm. All right. But back to Seek the Joy, the yes. podcast, which I love the name. Okay. This is a tough one. Tell me some of your favorite people that you have had the pleasure of interviewing. And oh it's my hard. God. I know it's hard. Oh. And so maybe don't say that, but maybe tell us some of the things that you've learned that you did not know. Because you know what? I was just thinking, if you asked me that question and you were interviewing me, I'd be like, mm-hmm. no, I can't answer that because every single one has taught me something. And then that wouldn't be fair if they were listening to go, well, that was my favorite, you know? Right. So, right. I like but to here's be the thing too. It's like picking, I mean, I would imagine if I had kids, this would be like picking my favorite child. Right. So we're going to just talk about some um, that have really stuck with me. Not as, you know, we'll just yeah, frame it that way. Exactly. That was a uh, wrong question. Erase <laughs> that question. Delete, delete. And just... Right. It's perfect because, you know, and I'm sure you feel this way too. I learn something from every single person that comes on the podcast. And often I'm, I'm really taken aback by what it is that I actually learned because it's not what I anticipated. We go into conversations or meetings with people in general. And I think sometimes we have an expectation or there's something that we expect that will come from that interaction or that conversation, but I'm totally always just taken by surprise by what I learned. I'm going to start with just kind of the more recent ones that are popping up in my mind. I had a really powerful conversation. I think it was in November of 2020 uh, with this woman. Her name is Kristen Brandt, and she's the co-founder of She's the First, which is a nonprofit organization really geared towards providing education for women and girls worldwide. And we were talking about impact and what it really takes to have an impact, create an impact, what that looks like on an individual level, but also a community level. And she said something that really has stayed with me about the power and the role of listening and being a listener in different spaces. Because I think often we think we have to share our voice, our opinion, but no, sometimes the most powerful thing that you can do is be a listener. So that's one that has stuck with me. Another one is a conversation I had with John Clarence Stewart. He's an actor, multi-talented, truly actor. He plays Simon right now on Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist <gasps> on NBC. Do you watch that show? Stop. Do I watch it? I am oh obsessed my God. Okay. Well, will you talk about that show? Oh. Phenomenal. Oh so my John, gosh. Is, John is amazing. If you haven't heard that episode, Kim, you have to go listen. I to will. It. I'll listen to that one. But next. he's so soulful and insightful. And the conversations that we had is probably one of the deepest I've had on the podcast, just an exploration of art as healing and stepping into your voice and your own art and art for all of us looks different. So that's really what I took away from that conversation. And also I think sometimes we as a society underestimate the masculine's opinion, view, and role um, as a man in healing and vulnerability and what it looks like. And so that was just such a beautiful window for me into, into that, that conversation, that level of depth and understanding. And so that was just phenomenal. Another one that stands out to me is a conversation I had, God, it's probably like two years ago. I don't know. I'm probably not dating this correctly, but her name is Myrna Valerio. She goes by the Myrnavator and she's an ultra marathon runner. She is one of the most amazing people I have been able to 
connect with through the podcast. And I've been just totally inspired by her. What's interesting about her, and I don't know if the word is interesting, but so she's an ultra marathon runner, but she is plus size. And so she's not someone that we would expect to run upwards of 30 plus miles in a race. And what I really took from that conversation was not only the kindness and the generosity of who she is and her spirit, but also her the sense of body positivity and inclusivity and not underestimating somebody because of how they look or how they present themselves and really getting to know the core of who somebody is. And, and that's a lot of what she shares and she talks about in her work. And she's just amazing. There's one more that's coming to mind if I can share it. Yeah, please. Um, otherwise I could talk all day about all these incredible people. <laughs> well, I um, want you, the reason I want you to share it is, you know, yeah. I would love people to listen to them because you do no. get some really unique people. Really? Okay, keep going. I do. Oh, another one that is coming to mind is a conversation I had with her name is Amy White. She's an intuitive medium. And I think it's one that you and I had talked about briefly before. We had talked, I think it might have been towards the end of the summer. And, you know, things are still not so great with COVID, but at the time they were really not so great. And we were talking about the gifts of this moment and the wisdom that we can find through the pandemic. And I thought her perspective was really interesting and what she channeled through, I thought was really compelling and really insightful, but also gave me some comfort. Uh, There's actually gifts in this moment. And yes, it doesn't take away from the suffering and the hardship and that so many are experiencing on so many different levels, but there's something here for you to take and there's something here for you to learn and to grow into and grow from. And, and I just thought her message was super timely and, and just really full of, of compassion. And I was super appreciative of it. And I, I think those are the four, those are the four that come to mind. I mean, there's so many, I mean, every year when I put together an episode to celebrate the podcast, I do it every October because that's our birthday. I do like a deep, reflection and analysis almost of all the conversations. And they're just, it's just amazing. Like I'm just personally just very grateful for all of them. So thank you for asking me that. Um, I, I often don't get a chance to reflect in real time on the different conversations and, and what I've taken from them. So I appreciate the question. I really oh, I love so it. Much. And that shows the difference in our age. If you ask me, I mean, you're remembering all of them. I'm like, oh my God, I'd have to look at my notes because last week's podcast, uh, who was that? I can't even remember. I will not forget ours. But it's interesting what you said. One of the ones that really struck me is about listening Hmm. because I have found, well, as I've gotten older, I'm a much better listener. And I think with doing a podcast, you really are testing your listening skills, because I can't ask you a question if I'm not really listening to what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that just sort of brings something up in me and the lessons, the lessons that we've learned. I mean, I pray in a sort of a non-religious-y kind of way every day for this COVID to go away, but to help us learn Mm -hmm. the lessons that we were meant to learn in this time quickly and expediently so that we can get rid of the virus. Mm -hmm. But uh, I do worry that people are not going to remember the things they learned. Mm -hmm. I feel like as a people, hopefully we have learned that social justice is so important and that sharing your authentic voice is important. I don't agree with so many of the things that happened 
with the past administration. Yeah. You know, so I am at, but I, I do think that we as a people have to learn to be kinder mm-hmm. while being authentic. And I think there's a huge lesson there. Yeah, I think so too. You just reminded me of a conversation I had on the podcast in the summer of 2020 um, <laughs> with this phenomenal woman. Her name is Ardry Ori, and she's a publisher. She's an author. She's an advocate. I mean, all of the things, just an incredible woman. And we really talked about what you just shared about people remembering the lessons of this time. But the way in which we phrased it in that conversation was, we all need to document our own narratives and the importance of doing so, so that you're able to not only share your truth and your authenticity, but then be able to reflect on it and be able to hold on to those reflections and memories and lessons for yourself. And she was speaking specifically through the lens of systemic racism and Black Lives Matter, but I do think it can extend itself to the pandemic and anything else in our lives of really the importance of what are we looking at? What are we learning? What can we take and what can we hold on to? What can we integrate? And then what can we share? And I think her message just really, really, really resonated with me because I think you're right. I don't know if we're going to all remember the lessons of this time. And I think it goes back to everyone being at a different space and a different place in their own journey and their own consciousness and understanding. But if you and I and anyone else that's listening can do it, it has a ripple effect. Just one person has a ripple effect. So I love what you said because yeah, I hope so too. I hope we, I hope there are some good learnings and takeaways around compassion and kindness and how we treat ourselves and how we treat others, but time will tell. I don't know. And and something you just said, we have to remember while we were talking about it, but I think it's vitally important and I don't do it enough. I try to journal or write something every day, but if we were to sit down and I would encourage anybody listening, think about where you are now and the lessons that you have learned to date in Mm -hmm. almost 10 months of being in this global pandemic. And if we were, I think it would be a good exercise for everybody to write down, what is it that you have learned? What do you want to take with you Mm. post pandemic? Because there will come a time when we are post pandemic. It seems like the end is not in sight and we, we will be wearing masks for quite some time. So I think there will always be some sort of a reminder of what we've been through. But if we take a moment to think about what we have learned and what we want to absorb into our being, whether it's being kind or remembering that Black Lives Matter or just listening and caring and the opportunity to connect, connection Mm -hmm. via technology, whatever it is. I think if everybody were to take a moment and write down those things, then we would not forget. That's why I call mine Ignite Your Spark because it's like a sparkler effect. When you are sharing your light or your joy, one person at a time, people are going to be affected in a positive Mm -hmm. way. And that's what Mm -hmm. I really feel like you are doing with your podcast Mm. for sure. I appreciate that. And I think what's so, what's part of what you just shared that's so important is think about what you want to take with you, but also what you want to let go of, because Mm. that's part of it too. What do you want to let go of? What habits or behaviors or ways of thinking about yourself or the world or um, stressors or all the things, what also do you want to let go of? Because the more you let go of, the more you make space for the integration of the things you're excited about, of the things that 
light you up, that bring you joy, that ignite your spark. You know, the more we can make room for it, the more present I think it can be. And then we can focus on it too. So I love what you said. And it's something that I've been thinking about too, is how do I document all this for myself? How do I kind of like keep track? And for me, I mean, and I'm sure for you too, having the podcast has helped me do that. And um, I'm not as much of a journaler now as I was probably a year or two years ago, but that's okay. You know, whether you're a writer or a painter, a podcaster, someone who writes or listens to music, you know, you can find a way that's unique to you to document this time or, or keep track for yourself to have that space for reflection, which I think is beautiful. We all get to do it in our own way, which we need. You know, it's so funny. Until you said that, I didn't realize I'm documenting it. You via are a podcast. You totally are. <laughs> yes, living on forever out in the black hole of the mm-hmm. internet. Mm-hmm. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness! And how powerful is that? Because I don't know about you, but recently I went back and started listening to like early, very early episodes of the podcast, which I don't re- recommend anybody do yeah. because, whoa, it has changed in such a beautiful way. And I'm really proud of it. But, you know, thinking about where I was in September, 2017, recording the trailer versus where I am today, you know, January, 2021, talking to you. Whoa. But I wouldn't have realized if I don't look at the things I use to document that time. I, I think we often underestimate our growth and how far we've come and what we've done, you know, in, in, in a short period of time. So it's powerful. I love that you were talking about that. I think it's, I think it's so powerful. You know, that's another good point that you just said. And that reminds me that we don't give ourselves credit enough. No, we don't take a moment to pat ourselves on the back. I mean, I give you credit because you're a lawyer by day and a podcaster the rest of the hours in the day. And, (laughs) you know, you just need to step back and give yourself Mm. credit for all of the things that you have accomplished and the amazing gifts that you have shared of the people you have had the opportunity to interview. Look at the difference in lives that you are making simply Mm. by speaking to someone. Mm. I really, I appreciate that. And I receive that. I'm someone who is not good at receiving compliments. It just, I've never, I mean, never my whole life, not been good at it, but I'm working on it. So I really, I really hear that. And I appreciate that. And I, and I take that in because, you know, sometimes we don't see ourselves right? We don't see ourselves. It takes someone else to see us. And then for us to really go, oh, wow, wait, is that how that person sees me? That person sees it that way too? Okay. There's some truth here, you know? So I I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. That's beautiful. It's funny because I think everybody sees me the way I see me, you know, with Mm -hmm. lots of age spots and freckles and wrinkles. I know, no, but, no, I, no. I, but that's how I look at myself. You know, mm. it's interesting. And then I have to step back. And when I'm just speaking, I don't feel that But when I look at myself. Mm-hmm. But what you said is very important. We need to really be appreciative of ourselves too. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I think you definitely need to, because you're mm. awesome. Same to you, by the way, because <laughs> let for a moment, I mean, age is just a number. Energy shows up first. Energy, passion, your your spark, I think, shows up first. So, you know, I mean, when you and I first connected and you were like, we are decades apart, I was like, there's no way. There's absolutely <laughs> no way. So, no, you, no way. I mean, you, what you're doing, I think, is incredible too. And I'm, I'm so grateful that we've connected because there's a synergy, I think, in energy and in passion and interest. And um, I was just reflecting on this today about finding our people and Mm -hmm. finding that space to belong. And we often, you know, you create that space of belonging with yourself and then it allows you the opportunity, I think, to bring into your life other people who very much align with you and and your, your own, wherever you are energetically, wherever you are in your life. So 
yeah, you got to give yourself more credit. Yeah, too. no, I, 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 you're right. And I do feel I read that today in your post, I think, and I, it was yes. very powerful as well. Oh, thank you. And I think that this is a good t- uh, point to sort of wrap up. Okay. But I also feel this has been a great gift for me in mm. COVID, you know, in the pandemic, connecting with you, starting a podcast. But really, I feel like the planets are aligned for people in general to connect if yes. they open themselves yeah. up to to it through joy or through igniting their spark or through what fuels their passion because they will meet people, like-minded people. And that is what has happened to us. What a gift. Mm -hmm. What you said is so interesting because it is the time for connection. In a time where we have felt more disconnected physically, we're actually more connected now than we've ever been, I think, ever. And I think there's a gift here of changing the way in which we view connection, changing the way in which we view these moments spent together. Yes, of course, it would be so much better if we could all hang out and be in person and not have to be worried and there wasn't a virus. But can we view connection as being intentional moments where we get to um, share who we are, receive somebody else's energy, and grow from it. I think connection is going to change. I think the way we view it has to change, and I think it is changing. And I think the more we can view it through this lens of feeling more empowered as opposed to disconnected, it's going to have such a beautiful effect in in the years to come. So yeah, a beautiful moment for connection, beautiful time for it too. I think if we, if we choose to see it, like you said, if we choose to open ourselves up to it. Okay. That was a beautiful way to end. Thank you so much for agreeing to connect with me today oh my and gosh. share your joy. I am so appreciative, Sydney, that our oh, paths, too. which were meant to cross, did cross. I agree. I agree. Thank you so much for having me. This has been um, a very joyful way for me to spend technically my lunch hour. So I'm so grateful. (laughs) Seriously, you, um, I I think I shared this with you, but your energy is just, I think, so electric and you can feel the joy and the passion of what you're doing. It comes through. So I'm just grateful to to know you and and to be part of this. So thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you, Sydney. Thank you. And namaste. Thank you. Mm. Well, friends, I was just blessed with a beautiful conversation with Sydney, and I highly encourage you, if you are enjoying Ignite Your Spark, to get out there and listen to Seek the Joy, the podcast. You will find it everywhere. It is enlightening and inspiring and delightful, and the guests that Sydney has are so uplifting. And if you like my podcast as well, please subscribe, rate, comment, do all that good stuff so that we can continue to share the light. So I invite you today to ignite your spark and share it with others. Shine on. It's a day and the world is waiting. Move along to the